faggots. Hi, faggots. Ma'am. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Adhocracy Podcast. The studio has been rearranged into World of Warcraft. Ma'am. Ma'am. All right. So the context here, in case anyone doesn't understand this reference, this comes from South Park when Cartman and the rest of the crew got into World of Warcraft. And uh, at least one person in this group may have encouraged another to install Battle.net, <laughs> leading to the other person to get epically addicted to World of Warcraft. Hey, those mounts need to be collected, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and in tonight's episode, we are going to be talking about our favorite podcasts and what makes a good one. Yes. Yeah. What's your favorite podcast? The Adhocracy Podcast. Oh, good oh! choice, good choice. <laughs> Um, so the, the one podcast that I tend to listen to the most, uh, yeah. along with the rest of humanity, I think is the Joe Rogan podcast. It's obviously one of the biggest podcasts out there. It's kind of hard to not That's that talk about it for snowflakes, right? That was his first episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Actually, that was the podcast. I, cause he, he talked about how, man, some of my early podcasts, there's still only like a thousand views. Yeah. And I was like. I got to check this out. And I went and it was literally just him yeah, with okay. a live Twitter stream and a video, him and Brian Redband. And he literally was like, oh, let's do like the snowflake effect. And he yeah. had like snowflakes falling. Right. And I was like, man, if that was Joe Rogan's first episode, we can do a podcast. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Um, okay. So Joe Rogan, now how many episodes is he at now? He's into the 1700 range right now, which is crazy. That's actually surprisingly low. I mean, now, I guess to be fair, his they're podcasts are like hours three, long. They're, they are on average three hours long. He's okay. had some like yeah. four or five hours. Um, sometimes if he has uh, celebrities on there, they'll only talk for like an hour, hour and a half. But yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I like the way he interviews. I like the way he'll, you know, his, his guests will be going through something really simple. Yeah. That they think is simple. And he'll be like, let me stop you right there. And then he'll ask some question from a, a, a different perspective that gets that person thinking. So they explain their, their okay. point of view a lot more. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like when it comes to podcasts and what you want to listen to, I think it, it, part of it is what you want to get out of that podcast. Yeah, no, totally. That, that for me is actually one of the main drivers for me listening to a podcast. Oftentimes um, I want to learn something. And so it's either, for me, I want to learn from an expert in a particular field, um, or I'm just interested in the topic at large. And so for me, podcasts are actually kind of like supplemental continuous learning or continued learning type things. Um, and then the other category that I generally like are ones that are just out of left field. I wouldn't read about it otherwise. And then all of a sudden someone goes like super deep into a topic and I just find that just fascinating. Yeah, I mean, that's a, one of the reasons that I love Joe's podcast is because it is all over the place. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of what inspired me to come up with the name Adhocracy mm. was because, you know, you can just kind of do whatever you want with it. Right. And, you know, he, he has a lot of good stuff on there, but I mean, one of them that I remember in particular was, I think his name's Graham Hancock. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> talks a lot about really, you know, like, how human civilization there's evidence of it being around a lot sooner than most hmm. archaeology thinks okay. because basically there was a fairly advanced civilization you know we're still talking pretty primitive 
but then there was essentially some significant happenings on the surface of the earth with like asteroids tectonic plate movement mm -hmm. floods glaciers yeah. and it kind of just scoured the earth of a lot of the evidence of it which you know i i don't remember all the points they made but i just remember the convenient deficiency yes <laughs> but i but but i remember him the first episode that i listened to with it was graham hancock and someone else and joe was like okay if you've never listened to these guys go back and listen to and he listed like three other times these guys had been on and i was already hooked yeah and so i went back and i listened to like 12 uh, in total like 12 hours of these guys talking about this and it was all incredibly fascinating oh, and nothing okay. i would have ever looked into before yeah okay so you're like um I, let me recap this a little bit so you like are you enjoying the joe rogan's the old ones like for nostalgia or just because he references them and then the topics themselves are legitimately very interesting so i have stopped going back to look for episodes okay. um, for interesting people, mostly because he has enough people on, uh, and he's he's really doing a lot of episodes now. It used to be he was like one episode a week. Now it's like two or three episodes a week. Okay. Um, but it's just, I'll wait for an episode to come through. It's like, oh, uh, Mike Baker. It's mm -hmm. a guy who used to work for the CIA. Um, has lots of really interesting perspective. You would you would really like this episode actually because <laughs> okay. they, they talk a lot about Putin yeah. and about like uh, what's going on in Ukraine. Okay, and uh, has a lot more of a a nuanced perspective that would come from someone in the CIA. Hmm. It's really interesting. Okay, um, so it's it's a it's a different take on you know yeah. what's what, a, a what current your, topic. What was your biggest like takeaway from that episode? Were you like... I haven't finished it yet. Oh, okay, um, basically that Putin is has less of a like the basic perspective that he's bringing is that. Putin is, he has less of a like grand scheme, like wah ha ha, mm -hmm. and it's more of he's just being petty. Okay. And um, there's, that's a, that's there, there a, is not. That's a risky thing to play given that all the geopolitical consequences of what's been happening. Like that. Oh, yeah. Well, well I mean, and, th and that's one thing that's really interesting about Joe is he has such a huge audience, but he doesn't yeah. care. Right. Like, and, and they specifically talk about that exact point on there. He's like, man, I was just having a podcast and now everyone's listening. And it's really hard for me because I still want to have it be people that I think are interesting. But at right. the same time, you know, I need to be careful with who I have on because like he, there was a rumor going around that he was going to have Trump on the podcast mm -hmm. and it wasn't true, but it's like they go, he talks about how he's not going to have anyone political on anymore. Cause he had Bernie Sanders on there once. Right, yeah. And that was really interesting. Um, I'd always thought of Bernie as crazy mm -hmm. and I still think he's a little crazy, but you could see kind of beh like behind the curtain a little bit on him. And yeah. it's like he's he's acting this way because he's kind of trying to overcorrect. Right. And so he doesn't necessarily... Yeah, he has a lot of outlandish ideas um, that are probably impractical, like if you actually like get down to the nuts and bolts of it. I think his heart's in the right spot for like improving a lot of social dilemmas that our capitalist society has. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in a sense, the way our political system, like the way the pendulum tends to swing is if you can overcorrect a little bit, maybe something will stick in the next swing back. Yes. Yes. So, so yeah, but, um, as far as other podcasts though, the first podcast that I really started listening to was the art of manliness okay. podcast. Yeah. Um, and that one, that one, he basically would read a book, bring the author on and do a recap of the book. And I really liked that podcast for a long time 
Um, until I kind of figured out exactly what he was doing with every episode where he was basically just giving leading questions to the author for the author to talk about what's in their book. Mm. And he didn't leave enough space in those conversations to be like, well, okay, you said this, but what do you mean? And what would, if you apply this situation, like he didn't go off script with the author and what the author had written in the book very much. Yeah. And after a while, when I kind of figured that out, I lost interest in the book because, or lost interest in that particular podcast, because I knew it's that almost, he wasn't. It's almost like a news reporting type of thing. Where and it's, it's like, not bad. Like I was actually listening to the Senate confirmation hearings and they were uh, interviewing the candidate. And it's like the way the question was framed, the way she was answering the question was like, yeah, I completely predicted that that's how you're answering it. It's almost like it's pre-scripted. Here's yes. the question I'm going to ask you yep. because you're on my side of the political fence. Yeah. And like it is how it, it felt. And um, yeah, it feels I, predictable. If, it, if it's too predictable, then it's not going to, it, I think it loses a little bit of the energy. Yes, I agree. And but especially when there have been many times when I'm listening to, to Joe's podcast and I'll sit there and I'll think, Oh, I wonder about this. Yeah. And then like 10 seconds later, 30 seconds later, Joe will stop him and ask that question. Mm. And it's like, Oh yes. Nice. He asked, yeah. he has to quit. You know, we had similar thought, you know, and a lot of times we don't cause Joe has been doing it for so long. He's really, he's really good at interviewing people. Mm. Um, but those few times it's, it's just so satisfying as opposed to going to like an art of manliness podcast where it's like, <clears throat> this artist is doing this. And it's like, but what's the counterpoint to that? And what, you know, what about this? And he ne would never ask that question. Okay. So that's part of why I kind of moved away from that particular podcast. So one of my uh, biggest pet peeves of podcasts is um, when the audio quality is really bad. So that one is super frustrating. And we actually so managed like, to push out one of those. <laughs> so like one of those with the horrible audio for myself, where it sounded like I was some kind of cyborg. <laughs> yeah, that's such a such an oof where your microphone was like, we plugged into the wrong output. And oh my sort of, goodness. It just picked up all kinds of interference yeah. and stuff. So apologies to our audience on that great, one. <laughs> great content, but horrible uh, audio quality on that. Yeah, that's so. such a bummer. So um, yeah, actually we're now invested enough in audio that we could have up to four people on the podcast now so we could have two guests that's simultaneously a, that would be fun yeah so this may be a dangerous thing which is maybe we'll bring we'll our have to get maybe we'll bring our wives on oh my goodness no because <laughs> we would get constantly interrupted constantly <laughs> the truth would come out all of our disasters on air yes, <laughs> yes. yeah so um, this could be fun. So now we could bring uh, Tobin in uh, again, potentially. Um, mm -hmm. We have some other folks. I think they'd be pretty fun to bring Justin on. Justin would be fun to bring in. Justin would be fun to bring on. Some conspiracies. We could put on our tinfoil hats. Get some real tinfoil. Yep. Make make the hats. Yeah. We could talk. Uh, Dr. Thane would be interesting, too, on the art of contracting and flooring. I was actually talking about uh, bringing Danny on uh, on being a videographer. So. And he could point out what we're doing wrong right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Although I think we're doing a lot right. I think we're doing a lot right. We have <laughs> we have sound and we have video and we have some. Lights. You got some really nice lights. We got some lights. Yeah, we're set up, so uh, it's yeah, it's fun. Um, so so getting back to the podcast though, uh, and what you want to get out of the podcast, I remember one thing. Uh, like I, I'm a Raiders fan, mm -hmm. so I was looking for information on the Raiders. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'll go look for a Raiders podcast. And what do you know? Wait, ESPN the... doesn't just answer every question. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily want to listen to ESPN because. Uh, they, 
they don't cover just the Raiders. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so all, they, all so, those other teams that you don't care about. Exactly. Yeah. Those scum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they do have a writer who does specifically, who writes for the Raiders, and I used to follow him. Uh, but even that, um, like they were just snip, like quick, quick snippets. Um, but then the, the the Las Vegas Raiders, they have their own podcast. And I was like, mm. oh, this is cool. Yeah. Like, I'll listen to this. And I listened to about five minutes of one episode. I'm like, oh, this is just like completely the same polished, PR. Completely yes. Yeah. Like, let's put everybody yeah. down in a well-lit room. We're going to – all the questions are going to be pre-done. They're all very favorable. Everything's awesome with the Raiders. Everything's great. And then I was like, okay, this isn't great. But then I went and found um, Vic Tarfur does a uh, State of the Nation podcast with a couple other writers for The Athletic. Okay. And that's a great podcast. Hmm. That is great because they only do a podcast when something happens. So, like... So, so what do you mean? Is that, like, something, like, uh, in the player space, does that mean, like, there's injury or is it, like, there's drama amongst the team? Like, what's So, the, I've only what, been... What's the trigger? I've only been listening to the podcast um, for about two months now okay um and that was right towards the end of uh the raiders made the playoffs and they were in a playoff game so that, and that was you know they've been a struggling team for longer than i care to admit um i bet but, they've got a pretty solid legal defense uh, team lined up for their players <laughs> ouch uh, <laughs> and so uh I, I found it at that time but then basically like if they're like specifically in the offseason like a big trade or rumors about you know potentially Derek Carr being pulled off to another team, um, what they're going to do in the draft, kind of an assessment of after the after the playoff loss, what went wrong, what is going right. Mm. Um, they hired a new head coach, so they had one then. Okay. Uh, they, this... they put out more content during the football season. Now, but... does this play in like? Are you do you play fantasy? Does it go into like that type of thing? Where no. Like, you're like oh, this is going to affect my draft picks, or do you already have that pretty much decided, or is that gambled, or like what's your like strategy? So for fantasy, uh, it's pure auto draft. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a family. I only play in a family league with okay. six teams, so okay. all of our teams are completely stacked. Yeah. Um, it's it's more just a way for us to interact as a family yeah, as opposed okay. to Fair actually enough. being competitive. Yeah. Um, but and and I would listen to ESPN for something like that if I was more serious. Sure. Um, okay. Or like a DraftKings. But there's a lot of uh of fantasy football podcasts out there. But uh, for this one in particular, it's like. When you look at all of the trades that they've been making in free agency, you know, right now I'm looking at them and thinking, okay, they they, they went out and got Devontae Adams, which is he, – he's like the – he's almost like a Tom Brady okay. of wide receiver. Gotcha. And specifically, he was really good friends with Derek Carr. They both is this went – the guy who was like ridiculously fast? As, as... No. Okay. That was Henry Ruggs. Okay. Who yeah. also drove – really fast and killed somebody so oh, that was well. very bad <laughs> gotcha okay. yeah yeah the, the raiders traditionally have always had a uh, one guy who can just take the top off a of defense mm. just burn him yeah. and you just throw a deep ball whenever you want to yeah. um and he was that guy okay um but no th this guy is uh he he is able to make the defender like he uses his body language in a way that the defender can't tell which direction he's going to go. Gotcha. Okay. And so he's very elusive. Yeah. And so he, it's easy for him to get open. I just had Matt Jukes in uh, flag football. I just do a 360, confused there. everyone. And then I just jumped really high. And... Or you fell over. <laughs> it's either epic or an epic fail, you know? Yes. Um, but, 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 but looking at all the, the trades they made, you know, they, they got rid of um, Ngakwe and brought in, um, Oh goodness! Uh, um, 
one of the the oh man, a defensive end from the Cardinals. I can't remember his his name off the top of my head. I should because he's apparently going to be in the Hall of Fame when he when he mm. exits. Uh, okay, he's that level of player. Um, but uh, basically looked at all the trades that they were making and kind of was thinking, okay, well they you know they need to do something about their offensive line. They need to do something at linebacker. And these guys are digging into like who those free agents are, who the Raiders can afford, what their cap space is looking like, yeah. um, why they haven't given Derek Carr a deal yet, probably because they were working the Devontae Adams thing in the background. Um, and these guys are like in the Raiders building like yeah. on a weekly basis. So they, there's some that they know that they don't share, but it's a very, um, it's a very honest conversation about what's going on with the Raiders that it doesn't have that polish. So it's like, you know, the, the conversation of yes, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's been great, but he's not the best. And if you could trade for somebody else who that would be, yeah. and it's like, you would never hear that conversation coming from the official Raiders organization because you never want to kind of show your hand with right. what the organization yeah. might be thinking about. So, so for me, I was looking for something that was, um, that, that kind of delved into the, the Raiders um, but wasn't the really polished, wasn't, you know, kind of taking the grander view of the NFL. And it took me a while to find that particular podcast, but when I did, I really enjoyed it. And it's because it's very up to date. Um, it's not. Yeah. Cur currency is huge with, yes. a, with a podcast for me, especially so, mm -hmm. so the ones that I'm, I'm often listening to tech podcasts. So that's like current frameworks. Super. I mean, we're going to get super nerdy here. We had some folks, okay. football nerd, but like for me, like if I'm, um, Something that I really appreciate is that uh, Josh Long does a beautiful prod podcast, which is um, so spring framework, uh, yeah, spring framework is a Java web development side of things. And what I like about that one is he's interviewing the experts in industry. And so he'll bring someone on who has made a large open source contribution. Uh, but it's a, a format that's not like when you're trying to learn like the software engineering space or learn something new, because you're trying to build it out. Um, you're often reading documentation or you're like hopping on YouTube or maybe there's a course out there. Um, but what you miss in all of that oftentimes is the philosophy of whatever that thing is. And so when they bring mm -hmm. on the author for those uh, open source libraries or whatever, you get that person's uh, mindset. And you also, they'll, he kind of interviews them and they'll be like, what company were they currently working at? What were the problems they're actively trying to solve in that space? And you kind of get the, a mindset or kind of like get a, get a peek into that person's thinking process and it helps you better understand what you're using or about to use. So I always find that like an interesting um, side of things in the professional podcast, um, like kind of work oriented world. So how much of that have you been able to like take and then apply in um, your current line of work? Well, I would say it's been useful for discovering uh, libraries that I hadn't used before. Um, what so, do you mean by libraries? I, okay, I, so like what that practically means is if you're going to work on, let's say, batch processing. So you get a job that has a, a specific beginning time and a specific ending time. We'll just call it like a daily billing cycle. Okay. Um, or you may have like an import job. You need to fetch a bunch of records, transform them, shove them in a database, send a notification when it's done there would be a framework or a library in this case here that is responsible for doing the job tracking. So making sure that uh, that job as a whole is successful or fails, um, handling individual tasks in there. So if you have a, a sequence of events that need to occur from you know step one, step two, step three, step four, mm. all of that aggregates it together 
uh, and then you have a standardized convention around how that's done. Um, then another library that you would interact with in that same space would be, uh, let's say, a database abstraction layer. So that way you could use consistent conventions, whether you're on a Oracle database, a Microsoft database, or otherwise, you can use the exact same code, basically, and switch out just the connection parameters, and that'll get you a good 80% of the way there, minus whatever like vendor-specific differences there are. So these libraries can be used across languages? Uh, they are generally language specific. Um, however, if like a company were to write a library, like, like more of like a commercial vendor, that would be written for multiple languages. But in this case here, you would be, it'd be, this is a batch processing library. And then you'd bring that into your project because you need to have solve the problem of batch processing. It's not unique to your business. It's something that is a consistent problem whether you're in the say banking industry, whether you're in the aerospace industry, mm -hmm. you know, batch processing has to happen everywhere. So it makes more sense for the community as a whole to invest in a shared library that's open source because you're solving a common set of problems that are not unique to your industry. They're not like um, proprietary type of things. Okay. So how long did it take you to find his podcast? So in that case there, I was just following along with the current ones, really kind of catching, I, I was taking a, kind of a, a, almost a backwards approach. Like it's, I, I would start at the most recent because those are always also the best production quality too, mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest, um, on most podcasts. And then I'd scroll through and be like, oh, uh, just kind of looking through the list of historical folks that they've interviewed. So something for me that's actually really important when it comes to picking a podcast, because yeah, I'll listen to the most current one, kind of decide if that's a good one for me. And then I'll go, cool, that's awesome. If they're interviewing folks, I don't like it when it's just the person's name because now I have to do research on that. I like to know like... Yeah, who does that? Yeah, right? You know, <laughs> maybe a whoopsie on the beginning of the hypocrisy. <laughs> but at least for me, like... like Amateur. <laughs> if you know the person's name, like if they're well-known, great. Like if you have Bill Gates, if you have Joe Rogan, like if you... Dalton Morgan. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, if you're interviewing someone who's very well-known... It's, it's awesome for that because, oh, yeah, of course, I want to follow Elon Musk. That's great. Mm -hmm. I want to know what's going on there. Um, in the tech space, though, I'm more interested in, like, how this person solved X problem, and I want to know about that problem. Mm -hmm. And the person, in a sense, is secondary because maybe they're not as well known for who they are, but rather what they do. Okay. So when you were looking through his... It was more about the topics that he was covering yeah, and how that was highlighted yep. specifically in the title, it sounds like. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So sometimes it'd be a title with a particular you know, person. He'd be like CEO of insert company here, talks about you know these type of problems was kind of generally how they'd be titled. Other ones would be, you know, this is a, the spring gateway project, you know, with a lead comma, that person's name. So okay. it kind of depended. I haven't really dabbled a whole lot in looking around for other podcasts. Um, I, I listened to Art of Manliness for quite a while, and then um, my buddy Jeff Graham, we listened to an, one Joe Rogan, and I was just like, what is this? Because it was so different, yeah. and it was so long. I was, it was just so long, because I was used to like 30, 45-minute ones, and it's like, oh, it's three hours? Well, we're on a trip to Montana, so it's yeah. like you had plenty of time. Now, how does that work but, with a family and podcast? Because that's something that um – my wife's not a big fan of my topics of podcasts. Mm -hmm. We have totally different interests. Mm -hmm. And um, in the car, I will courteously cede control of the radio um, for the greater good of the family, whether it is um, 
listening to child wheels on the bus type, you know, mm-hmm. things incessantly, um, or, you know, something my wife's interested in, or just the kind of the, the generic, you know, no profanity, very vanilla type of <laughs> um, stuff. Yeah. It's not that interesting, but it's, you know, gets so, the job done. Um, we actually don't, we don't do a lot of driving together aside from like driving to church. Okay. Um, and, uh, I think that's really, but like, as far as like us driving together, that's really yeah. about it. And like to life group, <laughs> like that's really about it. Yeah. Um, so we don't, there's not a lot of time for that. If, if it is just out and about, then it's usually, we're just listening to old vacation Bible school discs okay. that yep. the kids like. So yeah. again, kind of wheels on the bus kind of thing. When we go on longer trips though, um, well, our van has the capability of basically doing a um, Bluetooth headphones audio for the kids in the back while they're watching a movie oh, okay. with a screen. And yeah. then in the forward, it's totally separate audio. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, is, that is, is a nice. slick feature. It is nice. When we, when we switched to the, the Subaru Ascent, the big feature for us, which was a big contention, was dual zone climate control. That was a must on our oh, next goodness. purchase. I don't like the sun will ruin that in my opinion. The sun like, does ruin it, but I like <laughs> we'll be on a road trip and I'm like mine's cranked all the way down to low and my wife's will be cranked to like 80 and like we have this for like full AC oh and full heat is running like simultaneously. I always um, just I always just take my jacket off and she'll leave hers on usually. Yeah, but yeah, but one one podcast that we really like uh, to listen to when we're on on trips to to go back home to Montana or Spokane. Um, is the friendship onion? Oh, okay. What's that one about? That is um, Dominic Monahan and Billy Boyd um, from the Lord of the Rings, oh, and yeah, they sit sure. down and they just talk about all kinds of different stuff. They always have yeah. a little segment where they eat some food from some for elevensies. Yes, for some from somewhere around the world, and it's yeah. always it's they always try to do something different. Yeah. Um, a lot of times that it has you know it's European because they're from um, Great Britain. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a fun podcast because those two, uh, if you've ever watched any of the appendices or any Mm. of the stuff about Lord of the Rings, kind of the background, those two got along so well and became like legitimately lifelong friends on set uh, Mm -hmm. for Lord of the Rings. Yes. That's where they met. And like the four hobbits legitimately became like lifelong friends. That's (laughs) That's super cool. And so I want to go to New Zealand so bad. It's totally on my list. Yeah. That's on my list. But like. The uh, these so, so they've had uh, some of the um, people from um, the Lord of the Rings movies on their podcast, so it's it's like a yeah, that's it's cool. it's kind of th- that's th- there's almost that. like one of those like Comic Con fan like kind of yes. get-togethers. I'm like, I'm like oh, it's it's another Gate World podcast, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like very niche, very audience specific. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, Lord of the Rings has come and gone in so many ways, right? Like. Are and you then, talking about Amazon and just then bought here it all? We go. New episode coming back. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 just a really good one that you know the profanity is very light. It is there occasionally. Sure. Um, so you know the, we, we'll listen to it when the kids are are doing it. But um, that's usually what you know we'll turn to. She, you know, we have listened to like we listened to a Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, um, and she had a podcast that I do not remember that we listened to once. Yeah. Um, but we kind of just kind of settled on this particular friendship onion one yeah. because it was, I don't know. It's just, it's fun because yeah. they, the two of them just, they have a really good time together. Yeah. So that's awesome. 
Now, I'll tell you, that's a good like. It's a good vibe, you know. When, mm-hmm. when you have a good well, and it's one that, like that that neither of us listen to on our own. Because I mean, honestly, I would probably go look for more podcasts. But even the occasional Joe Rogan. Um, well, three hours if your commute is like a half hour. Like I mean, that's. that's a, oh yeah! Oh, of, that's a week worth of podcast yeah, that's, right that's there. That's a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And it's like you almost need to rewind a little bit. Oh, that's right. That's where we we're at. So like, um, just being able to kind of process all that information is definitely. A bit of a time-consuming side of things. Yeah, but I mean, let's see. Then uh, I'm looking through ones on my phone so, here, so other that really I listen care. to. Like I remember when we were even talking about starting this uh, hobby podcast, vodcast, hobbycast together. Was that you're like you? You're like let's do long form, and I'm like no, it's 25 minutes. That's the cap. Yep. Like let's we're mm-hmm. we're doing you know keeping that short and concise and. It's kind of fun to actually work through this and be like, well, you know, it just runs for as long as the conversation runs. I think having the flexibility in there is, I don't know, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Do you have any uh, current events, like specific, like world news that you listen to? Um, so right now, given the current Ukraine crisis, I am just repeatedly cycling through like BBC and CNN. Although something that's frustrating to me is like I, I'm starting to observe very quickly how the news loses interest in something even though it's still really important yeah and that's like that's kind of frustrating because i'm like no this is still a real problem and just trying to kind of brush it under the rug almost takes the humanity of the current issue away Mm -hmm. so that's kind of frustrating to me um yeah the attention span in the the mainstream media is incredibly short. short so now what i'm doing uh my buddy uh phil uh, turned me on to just being like, hey, here's some interesting people on Twitter that are actively covering it. Mm. Um, so I've just started following uh, folks that people recommend, really, and just you know, keen up, keeping up to date there. Um, there's a much less cohesive story, but you know that's kind of nice in its own right too, because you don't feel like you're getting as much of a scripted perspective that a Western individual should hold. You can mm-hmm. just kind of see like, oh, here's this thing, this tank blew up in this region. Uh, layer that on top with the like say defense map of the the open intelligence map of of the country of ukraine you kind of look at that and you can piece things together and kind of get a perspective of what's going on okay uh, i was gonna ask because the, the one that i um enjoy listening to is breaking points okay um that's been one that uh it's a couple uh, reporters from um the hill is where they came from which i liked them because they were pretty middle of the road Mm. Um, news organization that uh, these two uh, individuals, uh, Crystal and Sager, they had a really um, popular um, show oh. within that one, and then they went off and, and started their own show, and it's been very, it's been very successful. All right, so I'm going to go through my list of podcasts that I subscribe to. What do, what do you what do you listen to podcasts on? I use Spotify. Okay, um, me too. All right. It generally works. Pretty they, well. They, they set themselves. They wanted to listen to me right now. Okay, so here's someone that I really like. So Masters of Scale with Reed Hoffman. I love business podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think they're fascinating. Um, not so much for the problem space that they're solving, but rather the challenges that the CEO or kind of the leadership team was facing. How the business often nearly goes completely bankrupt multiple times. Seems like to be a pretty common trend wow. in there. Um, and then how they discovered kind of like a lot of times they have an aha moment where it's like, oh, this actually works and the problem that we thought we were solving is completely different than reality hmm. um, and what customers actually want. So that's, I, I like that one. Um, 
I do watch like I, I will listen to like the Wall Street Journal, your money briefing, tech news. Um, I do like the NPR ones too. The ones with like the little five minute daily. Yeah. Like th- those are ones are good. I use I occasionally will listen to those in the morning where it's like mm-hmm. I just want a quick dose of like the big headlines before you know. Usually I'm listening yeah. to music on the way in or a podcast, but. Yeah, I just like what's the, going on like right now. I so. like the Economist. Um, I feel like they could produce more frequent, smaller bites. Um, their episodes are about thirty-seven minutes. They do a really good job. They're really well put together, um, so they don't come out as. I mean, they're, they're, I guess I'm gonna look at this. They're actually literally putting them out daily. As it's gonna be like, we don't put them out enough, but. Um, there, a lot of these podcasts are starting to figure out that if you produce regular content, right, people, um, people will, will yeah. start subscribing and they'll and they'll stay, which is something we're struggling with right now um, because my computer's down. But yes. I'm getting a new laptop yeah, here. That's Can't wait for that. Soon, so that's uh, yes. that's awesome. So um, we should be able. I think what we're going to aim for, like actually having at least biweekly episodes, and with what we've got in the backlog now, we should be able to make that. Um, work as as we summer hard drive space here. <laughs> yeah uh, so i think summer will be challenging for us but, but yeah, yeah. summer will be challenging but you know we'll... another one that i really like um is star talk radio oh yeah um yeah. with uh, neil degrasse tyson yeah. um i really only listen i actually don't like the format of the of the regular shows where it's like hey i sat down and i had an interview with this person and they play like five minutes of the interview and then they pause it and kind of dissect what was happening in the interview and then go back. Um, I just don't it, it because I kind of get involved in the interview, and then it pulls me out. Mm. Um, but the episodes that I really like are the Cosmic Queries, where basically he just takes questions from users, okay, or yeah. users from listeners. Yeah. Um, and you know, a, a lot of the times he kind of repeats. Um, the, you, you get a lot of repeat questions if you listen to it for a long time, but. Other times you get just really interesting questions that come in, and yeah. it's it's. I just like listening to him um, answer those because he's got a really, um, really different perspective. You know, the astrophysicist like yeah, you like universe, universal, universistic. What's how, how would you say co- that? Very large cosmological view. cosmic view. The cosmic, yeah, cosmic view, view. Yes. Yeah. And then the uh, you know he he says that uh, was it you know keep looking up which I think they pulled that straight for that for that Netflix movie called Don't Look Up Don't which look was up. Yeah, says, that was great yeah. that was a great movie. So this one's um, which one? Brent Grandin scale, but also interesting. Have you listened to Language of God podcast? This Mm-mm. was originally started by. Um, so Dr. Francis Collins, uh, from director of the human genome project and, or led the human genome project director of NIH, um, also started the BioLogos uh, foundation, which was mm. a Christian, um, worldview, uh, nonprofit, basically trying to bridge the perceived large gaps between science and religion, mm. uh, basically showing like these things can get together. And what I, what I like about this podcast, the one that I enjoyed listening to, we were out on a road trip, heading out to visit some family out in Idaho, was um, with Jane Goodall. Um, so that was like... Oh, Jane Goodall, wow. Yeah, so it was like really fascinating. And this was kind of early on, uh, maybe mid, mid-COVID pandemic. And she was basically talking about how all of our major diseases um, throughout humanity have come up due to humans 
over in like encroaching on jungle territories and kind of like going beyond probably what we should do and having no respect for nature and the divide between um, our species and other species in their natural habitats. And so um, she's the one who is um, really, I think, well known for her study on chimpanzees. Yep. Um, was kind of uh, her deal. Um, very fascinating. I really enjoyed it. There was a lot that came out of it. Did she tie in like other previous pandemics to like expansion? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's been a while, so I don't want to like misquote or misspeak on. Sure, this, sure. But, but what That's I like an interesting the, point. What though. I liked about this one though is um, the angles that uh, the folks that they interview on here are very much like subject matter experts in the scientific realm, mm-hmm. and yet they come in with a, a worldview that's I feel like not really discussed much in public academia um, for fear of ridicule or otherwise. And so it's interesting seeing folks um, from this perspective, kind of like these professional scientists in a more personal, you know, interview type of setup where they're not necessarily in just like white paper mode. Have you heard of uh, Radiolab? Yeah, I like Radiolab. Is that an NPR one too? I don't think it's an NPR one. I've only listened to a couple episodes, but that's where they like, essentially they just call experts up, record the conversation, and then weave that into a podcast. And that was a really, it's, it's a really interesting way of, of making, making a podcast. And and I think, you know, there's part of me that that, that's, what's fun about these podcasts is people, you're a lot, you can be very creative with them very easily Yeah. as opposed to what everyone is used to, which is, you know, national TV or the, over the radio. Yeah. And it's just a radio host who might have a guest on. Right. And that's about it. As opposed to, um, all of these different approaches that they're taking to, to podcasting now. So it's, you know, this whole podcast space is, it's actually amazing how broad it could be or how deep you could go and focused and still Mm -hmm. have, Plenty of like content to dive into. And oh yeah. On. So yeah. Um, I'm curious uh, for some of our viewers here, what their favorite podcasts are. Well, you want some interaction from our listeners? Yeah. I want our listener. Hear, I want some listeners. listener interaction. I want to know what your favorite <laughs> podcast is. Um, shoot out a recommendation. So uh, other folks can get some great ideas too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, on that note, I think we've talked through most of this. I, I think we, so. we, we we good for this one? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, let us know your favorite podcast and let us know what you think of the new setup. Um, this was a a very ad hoc um, yes. <laughs> type setup. Uh, Jack got some new lights to try out, and so those uh, those those are working out. And yep. uh, yeah, this is this, this, this is fun new style. This is also kind of a dividing the office up into what I was really envisioning for it, which was. Um, functional on the other side, which is kind of where we were sitting earlier, was uh, my work setup, and then now on this side is kind of the man cave setup. So, like next up is putting the TV up on. Put the TV right there. Right there. We could do reviews live. We totally could. <laughs> that no, would be, be kind of so fun. much so, like, fun. We could just like do some reviews. We, we could, could like, do Mystery Science Theater three thousand. We, we totally could. <laughs> yeah, we could. We could. Um, uh, you know, and I think this would be kind of fun too. We could even maybe just like watch something live it's like just our reactions to whatever mm-hmm. too that'd be kind of fun as well do some reaction videos yeah <laughs> yeah we can watch some fail army you know whatever. oh yeah so, oh yeah um i don't know how that works for like restreaming the original content 
watching? Is that well, fair, as, is as, that long fair as, use? as long as we don't show the content, but then that that's hard for people. Like, because I've seen some where they show the content. Yes, it and always has to be really. Was... Joe Rogan used to do that, but they'd always have to make it really small and really quick. Yeah. So they didn't get in trouble. Yeah, so it was like unless like it's someone he knew. Less and probably even less than that. Yeah. Oh yeah, much less than that. Yeah, yeah. like five seconds yeah. tops is right. what they would show. You know, they would be able to watch the full clip during in you know sure. the two of them, but. Yeah. Uh, did Joe, does Joe Rogan do live or is it all pre-edited? So he used to do live, but now it's it's all pre-recorded now, but he doesn't edit. It's it's just, it's just hey, we're rolling and yeah. then thanks everybody, bye. And that's that's his oh, okay. that's his format. So. Cool. Well, on that note, thanks everybody. Bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>